Welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> laughing at uh, Agent Clarice Starling over there. How are you? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't remember, you know, I don't remember Jodie Foster having a beard, but that's no, okay. But, but, you know, but yeah, yeah. And, and we did get viewer mail uh, with a lot of different names that we should be calling Greg Tillman over there. We'll be sharing I've been those. called a lot of names. <laughs> So throughout the next uh, six months, I've got a list of about 70 names. Uh, thanks to John Rudisell for yeah, sharing Yeah, thanks, John. John. Appreciate we, that. We appreciate it. We he, will, you know, uh, he used to be a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> we will utilize some of those names, uh, as we call Mr. Greg Tillman. Greg Tillman, thanks for being here. It, it's always a privilege, Norm. It is. It is, and it should be. And yeah. I don't know why I'm here. I say, I've said that over, yes. over, on and off over the past several months. I really don't today. I didn't see anything you're going to be talking about. I don't have anything to bring to the party except except my beard. Yes. Which, by the way, as pittance for not having seen any films this week, I was literally thinking about shaving it off during the show. I, I think you need to just not shave for Lent. Is that is that one of the things? You just... I think I need to shave for Lent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, over to my right, uh, Catherine Manning. Catherine, the Critics' Choice Scholar. Uh, Christian is not with us this week because he was smart. Um, but Catherine, <laughs> we're finally very woke happy. up, huh? <laughs> We're very happy to have you back. Thank you. Uh, happy to be thanks. here. You got a lot to talk about this week as well because you saw Black Panther. I did and, not see Black Panther. And you saw the 1217 to Paris. <laughs> I saw the 1517 to Paris. And you saw uh, Coco. Coco and film stars don't die in Liverpool. You saw that? I didn't see that one. You didn't see, well, why are you <laughs> here? You saw that one. What the heck? What are you here? Why? This is going to be a really it's short gonna show. It's going to be a short show. No, we, we got a lot the of The audience about. gets lucky this week. <laughs> but you are going to talk about Reese Witherspoon this week. I am. I will and, be talking about her. And so we're going to do views from the vault. I'll uh, give you a little preview. Views from the vault. We're going to talk about Pleasantville mm -hmm. for a Yay. new generation. And you saw that. Oh, I've I saw it originally. Okay. And I have it on the kitchen table at home to watch again for today's show. For today's show. And All I'm right. going to try to watch it this weekend. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to you next week yeah. and ask your thoughts yeah. on uh, after Catherine's already told you her thoughts. I doubt that. We do appreciate you uh, tuning in right here at C19 TV. Uh, email address is info at C19.tv. That's that right. That is correct. That's right. Uh, also, you can always download the podcast uh, courtesy of uh, WGWG. Go to WGWG.org and uh, download the podcast. And uh, thank you. Thanks for being here. Uh, a lot to talk about. Black Panther, uh, this is the uh, 528th uh, MCU movie, the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe movie. No, it's not that many, but it sure feels like it. Right. Uh, this has been going on for quite a long time. And uh, this film, um, it, many of these films, of course, have the threads of all the other films. That's what they have done and done very well. There have been a few of them that I felt could, could be standalone films that you really don't have to have the background to, to get it. And this is one of those movies. This movie uh, is available in theaters now. You can check this out. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's a film, let me just give you uh, this, my tweet, uh, when, I, when I tweeted about this movie, um, it's one part James Bond, uh, one part Shakespeare. Uh, what, what's the other things? Also, uh, Gladiator and The Lion King, kind of threw all those into a mix. And you come out with this movie that uh, that is a world 
world traveling kind of film. Um, you've got uh, things that are happening in London, uh, Wakanda in Africa, uh, things that are happening in South Korea, um, also in Austria, and then uh, I think uh, somewhere else in the United States. So there's a lot of traveling going on in this film. And um, there are elements of this film that really does very much feel like a spy film. And that was something that was really, really interesting in this. Uh, the storyline, um, there is this, uh, this country that has kind of been shrouded in mystery. Uh, they actually have this, uh, this invisible wall and, and thing that... Sounds kinda, like Skull Island it, it in does, King Kong. doesn't it? Yeah. But there's this invisible wall and invisible, not, not just a wall, but just this invisible barrier that keeps this whole country Is it a big, beautiful protected. wall? A big, beautiful, powerful wall. It's, it's an invisible wall, so, you know, I don't know if it's big or beautiful or not, but, um, you know, the movie is that they, they kind of keep themselves secluded from the rest of the world. Uh, they're a pretty great country. Uh, they have a lot of, uh, they've done some incredible advancements in medicine, incredible advancements in technology, um, and they have a king that uh, basically oversees five tribes. And uh, if anybody saw Captain America Civil War, uh, you saw that the former king died. I'm not giving anything away. This, this happened before. Um, but that's really the only thing you have to know when you're going into this movie. And even if you don't know that, that his son is taking over and, and that his son has this crazy suit that allows him to turn into a superhero, all that backstory is also told within this film. So even if you have never seen any of the other Marvel films, you could go into this film with really fresh eyes. And the story is really self-contained. Sure, there are threads uh, of other characters and things, but it's self-contained. Um, there is, uh, when I'm, when I'm kind, of, kind of compared it to Shakespeare, the Shakespeare element is you've got this kind of sibling rivalry uh, that, that comes to play, and you've got um, a, a, a cousin from the past that comes to try to uh, maybe lay claim to the throne. And when that happens, you know, you've got some battles some things that, that unfold. High on the action, um, some incredible special effects, the, the casting was well done. Um, the music was very much uh, in tune with the music that you would hear in Africa. So that's, when I was hearing some of the songs, I'm like, that's the Lion King. It, it felt like I was watching the Lion King. And even in the Lion King story, there are a lot of similarities. Right. Um, the film, uh, really well done. Uh, I mean, a, a solid film. There were a few plot holes that didn't take me away uh, too much from this. And there were a couple times the music felt a little over dramatic, but um, really strong acting in this, um, a, a strong film for Marvel. They're gonna do incredibly well. Uh, the pre-sales for this, it was the largest pre-sale for any movie ever in February for Fandango. Rotten Tomatoes had it at, what, 100%? Wow, wow. I think. Well, let me just say this. They had a, um, they had a media-only screening for this movie and they had three um, specialty screenings on top of that for this film earlier in the week. And so when that happens, you can guarantee they have high expectations for what it's gonna do. They even had earlier screenings last week, uh, so, so the, the early buzz for this is, is really strong, and it's a strong film. I mean, it's, it's one that um, I'm, I'm giving a, a B plus is my rating for this. Um, a lot of people say, well, wow, Lily, looking at what you said, I would've thought it would've been an A or an A minus. I was thinking that. And honestly, um, the reason it's hard for me to do that is when you've seen so many of these superhero films, right. um, you know, it, it's hard to continue having that A, but still a solid, solid film. Um, you know, the, the editing was, was really, really impressive. 
And another thing I do want to say that there's a strong on social commentary. Uh, it's a very relevant film, um, and it's a film that'll make you think and make you ask questions. And uh, I, I, I'd say stay through the end as you always should for Marvel films. Uh, there are two uh, after um, two post-credit scenes, so uh, so stick around for the post-credit scenes. It's kind of setting up um, some things, but. Uh, uh, I had somebody that uh, sent me a message going, you know, uh, that, that Fox News was really kind of giving this a hard time and going, okay, wait a minute. The critics are loving this, the media is loving this, and it's about this, you know, this, this country that's keeping itself behind a wall and they, they, they try to keep out the outsiders, and, but yet the critics are loving it. And so I, my, my answer to that is to stay through the end credits and watch the whole movie because um, while, that is a, uh, while that is the case early on, the movie does a great job answering and addressing those questions and addressing the concerns of when you seclude yourself, what does that do to you for the rest of the world? So, a uh, strong film, uh, The Black Panther, a B plus. Who plays the Black Panther? Um, I know his name, but I'm going to get it wrong, and so I'm not going to tell you. There you go. How's well, that? Who plays Inspector Clouseau? Uh, that would be Peter Sether Sellers. Okay. Peter Sellers right. plays the Black Panther. Peter Sellers plays the bike. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yes. Or uh, in the later uh, editions of, of that, Steve Martin plays the Black Panther. I love Steve Martin, but he was never. <laughs> we're all messed yeah. up. So on any this, other questions we? that I can't answer relating to uh, to this movie? I'm glad you clarified the Shakespeare, Lion King. Wasn't sure where you're going with yep. that, so yep. I'm happy you clarified. And, and there's also some really cool specialty gadgets, and so you see the James Bond elements. There's some great car chases. And there was one scene, uh, this huge fight scene that took place in a casino, and it was all shot as if it were one take with one camera. Wow. And it was, I, I just sat there mesmerized because it was just such a, a beautiful way of shooting that. And I haven't researched to see if it really was one take or if they just edited it to look like right. that. But uh, wonderful film. Uh, highly recommend The Black Panther. Awesome. And if you have questions about it or if you want to tell me uh, something I've done wrong, that address, again, is info at c19.tv. Or you can tell me who stars in it. And you can Steve tell who Eakin. stars in it. Yeah, there are a lot of people who star in it. And names and faces you will recognize. Steve Martin, Peter Sellers, and the Black Panther. Um, you saw the uh, 2017 to Paris. 15, 15 17 to Paris. The 15, so. 17 to Paris. Catherine saw Dance. that. Uh, I got a chance to check it out as well. This is a Clint Eastwood film. Mm -hmm. um, the actors are the actual people that the story is about. So it's based on a true story. Mm -hmm. So uh, so give right. me this, uh, this, this storyline and we'll talk a little bit about our thoughts on the 1517 to Paris. That's right, that's right. You got Good it right job. Though, I had, <laughs> really I, I, proud I, I of you. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Well, um, this film is about um, three friends who have been friends since childhood and they're now um, in their early 20s and they're going through um, Europe on a backpacking trip and um, they actually, this, I mean, this really isn't a spoiler, they stop a terrorist attack. Um, they're on a train to Paris. And, is it the 1517 um, to Paris, right? 15, mm -hmm. this was, it okay, is right. the 1517 right. so to Paris. So they didn't just make that title no, up. No, no. Okay. That's, that's the number of the train or the time that it leaves. It's the, the time station. that it leaves, I think. Oh, okay. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. That would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Um, and two of the three friends have had a military background and so they are able to um, stop this terrorist attack from basically I mean the man had the terrorist had 300 rounds of ammunition yeah. 
So yeah. they were able to foil this man's plan. Um, and they're just kind of three regular American guys. And along with two other people, they stopped this attack. And um, the whole, I think, story question is, um, can normal people really do extraordinary things? Okay. So, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, this is a movie, uh, Clint Eastwood did direct this, and he did, decided he was going to go with, instead of having big-name actors to portray uh, these these real life people, he decided, hey, I'm going to get the actual guys, the actual heroes, to portray themselves. Um, the movie itself follows kind of their life, so you mm -hmm. see them as kids, you see their friendships develop when they're kids. Now those are real actors, uh, and even uh, there are a couple of names um, that that show up in this, um, a couple of names that play the moms, mm -hmm. and so uh, there are some people you recognize in that early part. So you really get a sense that these guys have been lifelong friends, even through uh, moving to different states. They've, they've maintained contact, which is really a, a crazy thing because you don't see that happening a lot anymore. That, right. that people really stay, not, not just Facebook friends, but they actually do things together. Mm -hmm. So they're taking this tour, um, and, and then they, they kind of foil, uh, foil the terrorist. So give me your thoughts on, on what you liked, what you didn't like. How, how did you feel about the real actors uh, playing themselves? I actually really liked that. I mean. You can obviously tell that they had not had professional acting training, but um, I watched an interview with Clint Eastwood, and he said that's what he wanted. He wanted okay. them, he didn't want them to learn how to play themselves. He wanted them to be just natural and play themselves. So I felt um, there was a lot of chemistry there. Okay. Um, you could just tell that they were good friends. Right. Um, they were kind of bouncing off each other and playing jokes on each other and things like that. Um, and there's one guy, and he loves taking selfies. So right, everywhere right. he goes, he takes a selfie with his selfie stick. And it was just, it was fun. It was relatable. Um, so I, I really appreciated that choice. I mean, I think it's an unusual choice. Right. But I think that it, it worked pretty well. Okay. Um, I, would, I would just say that, you know, there were some parts where you were obviously like, oh, well, they, you know, they weren't really trained. So I'm not sure if they could portray that as well. Gotcha. Um, I thought the cinematography was really great. Okay. Um, the opening scene is of the terrorist walking into the train station, and you do not see his face at all. Right, right. It shoots uh, his shoes, his the back of his head, his shoulders, but it never a shows suitcase. his face. Yeah, yeah. And so that was just a really interesting way to start. I thought the music was really good. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a um, simple piano, but it was mm -hmm. it really played well into that. Um, I would say just a couple of the things that I didn't like were um, some of the, I think, some of the de deliveries, you know, even of the professional actors seemed a little bit, um, I guess, Forced. not as genuine, yeah. not as sincere yeah. um, with what they were trying to get across because it had a religious aspect to it mm -hmm. as well. And if you're not careful with that, sometimes that can come across as forced or just yeah. not um, sincere. Yeah. And so I think those were my main issues with. Yeah, I I, um, I saw this movie as well, and um, it it while you were drawn into the the kind of the guys playing themselves, it took me out of it a bit. Um, as I watched the film, uh, it, it was obvious they weren't actors, um, and I, I didn't I, I didn't feel that genuineness that that you felt, and, and I, I will agree with you that the um, even the professional actors. Some of the lines they were trying to deliver felt a little forced, mm -hmm. um, not, um, didn't feel organic. 
Right. And uh, there was definitely a faith base to this film, a faith-based element. Uh, as I was watching it, I was thinking, you know, this reminds me of um, a, a lot of those films uh, that we've that we've seen come out in the past few years that are these faith-based films, um, like um, War Room and Fireproof and Courageous. It had that feel, even in the um, the way it was shot, uh, and the way it was put together, the way it was edited. I will I, I will agree also that yeah, there were some great some great shot selection. But um, I really got taken out of the film uh, in this kind of middle 20 minutes. Um, there was a there was a segment where they're touring Europe, and so you're seeing them going to Italy. They're going to Amsterdam. They're going all all over these different places, Berlin, and um, it was it was literally 20 minutes of them kind of traveling around. Filler. And, yeah, because the movie itself was not that long, yeah. and so I think in order to make this movie a feature length film. They, they tried to find ways to do that. I can see where, you know, if it weren't put together properly, like, I don't think I would have liked okay. it as much, but I actually enjoyed it. Okay. It made me want to get out and travel. Okay. Um, it was just kind it of... It was a travelogue kind of It was piece. fun and relatable, and um, normally if there's, you know, a 20-minute stretch with, you know, the same thing, I would get, I would be taken out of it. But for me, this worked. Well, so. and for you, you love traveling, mm -hmm. and you want to travel the world, so this yes. gave you other places to put on your list. Yes. Now, your mom also was a, a fan of this movie. She was. Mm -hmm. Did she give you kind of rating what she felt this movie deserved? No, but she seemed to um, really enjoy it. She felt like there were some plot holes, maybe. Yep. But um, overall, she really okay. enjoyed it. Okay, what rating are you giving this? I'm going to give it a B. Okay, a B for uh, Catherine for the movie The 1517 to Paris. <laughs> Very I had to look good. over my shoulder to make sure I said it right. I I'm giving it a C. Um, I, I will say that the, uh, the climax of the film... Um, the takedown of the um, of the terrorist was just brilliantly shot and edited and intense, and 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 that that scene for itself was was worth watching the movie. Uh, there was also, uh, if you get a chance to check it out, there is an Easter egg. Clint Eastwood did direct this, uh, and there's a scene where one of the characters is at a community college taking a statistics class. And he's wearing a shirt that has a um, silhouette of the outlaw Josie Wells on it. <laughs> so a pretty cool little Easter egg for those that, uh, that, that want to check this out. The movie is in theaters now, and that is the 1517 to Paris. You know, that's a real gamble for any director, but especially Eastwood to ca cast amateurs yep. as actors. Eastwood, my understanding, is a very minimalist director. Yep. He just kind of puts you in front of the cameras and lets you go. Yes. And if you're Tom Hanks or someone like that, like it's, that's fine. Yep. But when you've got people that have never acted before, that seems yep. like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I'll agree. And I think, but, but when you're 87 years old and you're still directing yeah. films and producing films, you can do whatever you want to do. And, um, you know, you're, I think you're allowed to have one film like this where you just, the studio will yeah. let, let you experiment. Yeah. And, it, and that's the thing. I, I, I went in and the movie did not feel like a um, major studio production. I'll, I'll agree with and that. And I, I think if, if, it had been, if it had been like a, um, a studio, uh, like the, the Kendrick Brothers who did Courageous, I would have probably graded it a, a bit differently. And, you, and I think you do that depending on, on what's, what's happening. With Feels them. more like an indie film? Yeah, very much so mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, would you agree, Catherine? Mm -hmm. I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, thanks for tuning in for Meet Me in the Movies. I'm Nolte Manning II. That is uh, Dr. Hannibal Lecter over there and Catherine Manning. Depends on the day. Over here. Uh, we'll be back with more. We're going to talk uh, Reese Witherspoon after the break. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. 
Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Catherine Manning, along with my pops, my padre, my papa, Noel Manning. <laughs> Tim, how are you doing back over there on the Tim Cam? Tim Cam, sorry we forgot about you the first part of the show. Uh, it's Greg's fault. Go to Greg. Go to Greg. Whoa, whoa. See, it's his fault. Yeah, he, he said he needed a nap. So uh, Greg went to take a nap, and he uh, left us here. I know, I know. It's all those late nights of, of, of hanging out, watching movies. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. Uh, you can always uh, tune in right here, C19 TV. Our email address again is info at c19.tv. I am Nolte Man II. That is Catherine Manning. Uh, if you missed the first part of the show, we talked about the what, Catherine? The 1517 to Paris. Paris, absolutely. Uh, Catherine gave it a B, I gave it a C, and so if you want to split it down the middle, you can call it a B minus. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. a B minus. Uh, that is in theaters now. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, an actress by the name of Reese Witherspoon. Uh, this is kind of part of the binge-worthy thing we're going to talk about first. Um, if you have not seen this, uh, this new HBO show called Big Little Lies, uh, Reese Witherspoon produced this uh, along with Nicole Kidman. Oh, gosh, who else? Laura Dern is Laura in this. Dern. Shaylin. Zoe. Kravitz, Alexander Skarsgård, Shailene Woodley. Yes, a, a huge cast, and this is a movie that has earned tons of awards. Uh, got four Golden Globe Awards, five Critics' Choice Awards. It's just continued to do really, really well um, as far as these TV awards. And the reason we're bringing it up is because uh, many of these names we mentioned are big in, in Hollywood films as well. And uh, if you haven't seen Big Little Lies, I recommend it. It's definitely binge-worthy. Uh, they are going to be doing a second season. And to give you a little taste about what this movie is about, uh, this, uh, this series is about, um, think about the uh, Dixie Chicks song. What's the song? Goodbye, Earl. Goodbye, Earl. Uh, you put that to the extreme, and you get kind of a sense of what this TV show is about, Big Little Lies. Uh, it was really cool to be at the award show and kind of hear them accept the awards and kind of talk about it. It was. So, yep. But you have not seen this yet. Not yet, but I feel like I should now. Well, it is on your list. You need to check mm -hmm. it out. Uh, and that is called Big Little Lies. That is binge worthy. Let's talk about Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Reese Witherspoon has been around for a very, very, very long time. Catherine, what are some of the things about Reese that you're discovering that you really like? You've liked her for a long time, mm -hmm. but what are some things you think interesting that, that people should know about? Um, I've never seen her in really anything but romantic comedies. So I'm really digging in and watching things like Walk the Line, Pleasantville, Wild, because I wanted to experience kind of another side of her. Um, and so far, I'm finding out after watching Pleasantville that she still kind of has her signature trademarks. Um, she's this big personality. Right. Um, bright, bright smile, southern accent. Like, yeah. I'm seeing that, but in a different, a different light. Um, so, for those of you who haven't seen Pleasantville, I believe it's a 98 film, um, and it stars Reese Witherspoon, Toby McGuire, William H. Macy, really big names in there, uh, and it's about these two teenagers, um, they're twin siblings. Toby's favorite, or his character's favorite TV show is this 1950s kind of leave it to Beaver show right. called Pleasantville, yeah. but they actually get sucked into this TV show, and they're literally characters in the TV show. So, so kind of like if, if, you, if you watched Jumanji, mm -hmm. they got sucked into the video game, and so in Pleasantville, they got sucked into the TV show. Yes, exactly. So as these twins 
get into this kind of black and white world where everything is is very very one way they they start putting a little of themselves into it and it starts influencing the characters yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah so um a different kind of Reese Witherspoon film that you've never seen. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you like this. I loved it. It makes, I think, my top ten list. Wow. wow. Um, I've never given a film an A-plus, but I give this one an wow. A-plus. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So what are the things you liked about it? The, the social commentary, I guess the relevance of that, mm -hmm. the, the quirkiness of it as yes. well? Yes. Um, the acting was really spot on. It was perfectly cast. Um, the writing was really good. Uh, the acting, yeah. again, was great. Um, and just, it's just such a different kind of story. Yeah, and the special and effects I liked that. were mm -hmm. pretty, pretty impressive, too, with that the way was, I did that. Yeah, that was really impressive. Okay. And I think the themes of the movie were just Excellent. really interesting. All right, A-plus for the Pleasantville film that you can check out that is available now. Well, we've got uh, just about a minute. So um, Coco is for home delivery. Uh, this movie is out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray and other forms right now. Um, this is a film that, if, if I'm going to make one Oscar prediction, this film will win for the best animated film. It's won every single award show except for one, uh, and that went to, uh, I think the, the, book, the animated film is called The Bread Winner, but Coco seems to be the, the odds-on favorite. So um, give me in 10 seconds what you loved about this movie, because you love this movie. Great music, um, great animation, great CGI. Um, yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, you I, go. I loved the story. Um, I, I loved how this, this movie talked about family, about not forgetting who came before you, but also uh, not being afraid to, uh, to be yourself mm -hmm. uh, and to explore your passion. And, uh, and don't let others deter you from at least um, looking at what that passion may be. And um, throwing in some plot, plot twists, too. They oh, weren't yeah. afraid to do that. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, very well, well written, uh, and the music was was amazing. So a wonderful film. If you have not seen Coco, highly recommend that from both both sides. Uh, I, I gave it an A, at least an A. Do you remember what you gave it? A minus. A minus. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, well, that does about wrap things up right here at Meet Me in the Movies. Uh, we do appreciate Greg over there for being here. We appreciate there. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, go back to sleep. Uh, Tim Cam, Tim Foster. We appreciate you as well. Uh, Catherine, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will leave you with a quote of the week, as we always like to do. Now, the Black Panther, I did cheat here. This comes from the Black Panther comics, but very relevant. Uh, the quote from the Black Panther, this is not your destination. This is where our journey begins. That does wrap things up right here on C19 TV. Meet me in the movies. Till next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II, and that's a wrap.